Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back or welcome to the Building Efficiency Podcast presented by Nenny and Associates. I'm your host, Jim Schaefer. Now, if this is your first time tuning in, Nenny and Associates is an executive search firm focused on the building efficiency industry, hence why we named the podcast the way that we did. And simply put, we help our clients find the right talent. Each week, we sit down with leaders from the industry to discuss their backgrounds, how they got started, and where they see the industry heading. We also get to know our guests and find out what drives them to be successful. And on today's episode, episode 89, we sit down with Chris Angelou. It was really nice to connect, reconnect with Chris after our chance encounter at the RE Plus conference in Atlanta a few months ago. I was particularly interested in Chris's perspective on the EV charging market and some of the challenges and obstacles Chris is seeing today. And as we discussed, for every challenge and problem, there's a creative opportunity for a solution, which is something that we spent some time discussing as well. Now, as usual, stick around until the end to hear what Chris wants his lasting legacy to be. Now, if you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe to our channel and consider downloading this episode and future episodes. This is really the only way that we can track how many people are listening. So if you're still streaming the episodes, I urge you to consider hitting that download button instead. And if you enjoy this episode, please share it and leave a five-star review on our page. Now, we think you're really going to enjoy this conversation with Chris and me. So let's drop in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Building Efficiency Podcast. Today we're sitting down with Chris Angelou, who is a uh, principal with Evcon. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jim. Glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we made this happen. I know we uh, we connected at RE Plus in Atlanta a few months ago. We were sitting at the same table having lunch and started started a conversation. And um, yeah, I know I invited you to, to come on the podcast. A few months later, here we are. So thanks for uh, thanks for agreeing to do this. Yeah, this is great. Thank you for asking me. Yeah, of course. All right. So, uh, so I know you've been in the industry for a little while, but for our uh, our listeners, our audience members out there who may not recognize your name, tell us a little bit about your background, kind of where you grew up, and then how you got started in your career. Yeah, sure. So I grew up in uh, outside of Boston, Massachusetts, about twelve miles north of Boston, in a town called Arlington. And uh, so I born and raised, and actually went to school up here in New England. And uh, stayed here ever since. Never left, and had had some some roles that took me uh, around the country and around the world. But I was always able to stay here, which was important to me as far as you know roots and and grounding. So um, I love the Northeast. I love the seasons, and I think that was one of the big motivators of getting me to really want to stay around here throughout my career. Ah, uh, very good, very good. So, um, so you mentioned you went to school in the New England area. You stuck around. Uh, tell us about kind of your first job out of school, you know, how you got started in your career. And then if you could kind of bring us up to uh, the present day. Yeah. So my, I majored in marketing and um, out of school, like most people was looking for just anything I could get a job uh, and make some money. So I was able to get a sales job at a uh, electronic distributor, electrical components. And um, that's kind of how I, I I got my first introduction to the uh, the sales and part of the industry. And spend a couple of years there at the distributor, and then had an opportunity to to go work for a um, a flat panel display and and touch panel company. That's where I spent the majority of my my career, actually first part of my career, and I ended up running that organization in North America, and um, really was able to take that company as a Taiwanese LCD manufacturer, and and really help them go from more of a um, a component manufacturer to an integrator. 
you know, as we, as the industry pivots and we move and try to find new ways to make, make uh, revenue, um, you know, being a small CD manufacturer was really hard for them in the space, right? You had guys like Samsung and LG, you know, pumping out millions and millions of, of panels of, of LCDs for cell phones and others. And, and this, this company that I worked for um, really was focused on industrial type applications. So um, it really helped them move into more of an integration mindset where we're taking components and integrating them to create something, something new, right? Something more customized, which kind of differentiated them. And I guess that's where really where my, my career started in terms of where I thought I was best suited to help the industry is that really was strategy and in business development and helping companies pivot and look for new ways to, uh, to make revenues um, as an organization. Okay. So that kind of led you to, to Evcon here, which it looks like, you know, if you could just tell us a little bit about, you know, the business model here and, and some of the types of customers that you work with today. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So like I said, I was in the electronic industry for most of my career and, and um, I, after, after that, I was work after the LCD manufacturer, I went into consulting and um, I had, Helped a software company for a couple of years. They're actually a mobile device management company. Get their uh, kind of get their startup and and their couple of rounds of funding. And it's interesting because they're a mobile device management company, which is actually there's some synergies to where we are today in the EV world, which um, you know we can maybe talk about later. But uh, from there, I was looking for my next opportunity. I had a friend in town that I used to coach baseball with, and he's a recruiter, and he knew that I was looking for another. Uh, project. And he said, oh, I know this company, the electrical contractor, and they're looking for um, somebody to come in and help them start a new business. Hmm. Because, you know, in the electrical contracting world, these guys are electricians, they go in and do a lot of maintenance. So their their business is predicated on maintenance for hmm. common areas and, and lights and grocery stores and others. And you can imagine the cannibalization that's happened with the, um, the, the uh, CCFL uh, cathode lamps to going to LED and the amount of maintenance that they used to have and now they don't have. So the CEO of the organization was looking for to pivot and get into some new um, new businesses and EV charging was one of them he thought about. So I actually came in and helped them start uh, their EV charging business from an infrastructure standpoint. So utilizing their existing electrical resources and going out there and installing EV charging stations. Uh, so that's how I really got into uh, the energy world. Uh, hmm. this space and, and EV charging specifically. Um, after that, I, I helped them set up that operation for the first couple of years. I really felt like I needed to go out on my own and really um, help more companies in, in strategically, right? In the industry as a whole, right? I think my passion is really helping the industry, helping collaborate, helping build out this, this very new industry, if you think about it, um, and so many things that need to happen to, to make it successful. When you were working with them, and maybe it was on their end, you know, you're working with the CEO on your end, you're starting up this EV charging initiative. What was like one of the things you noticed early on that you were like, wow, this is going to be more challenging than we thought, or there's way more opportunity here than we thought? Was there a moment that was really like, this could be a game changer? Yeah. So I think there's so much, right? I mean, the opportunities were endless in this industry because it's it's really so new, right? I mean, electric vehicles have been around for over a hundred years, but this industry really started evolving uh, when Tesla first came out with their first vehicle, right? And put that first charging station in the ground. And that wasn't that long ago. So, you know, looking at what 
what Aetna, which is the electrical contractor, was doing and really just looking at infrastructure. Um, you know, the industry was really focused on cars and batteries up until this point, right? And really getting those out in volume, which we're still working on today. But the infrastructure really wasn't thought about. So it was really an industry where it was it was wide open for opportunity. So I thought that this company had a really good opportunity to not just scale in their footprint, which was in the New England area, but really across the country, which is what I helped them do. But then looking at the industry as a whole, there's so much happening in, in all in all aspects of the industry, from utility to infrastructure, to hardware, to software, to the car OEMs, to, to the clients that are trying to build out different types of infrastructures, whether they're depots or maybe a resort or a retail environment. There's all different applications and use cases and solutions that these guys need. So I saw that as an opportunity for me to go out there and really work with them all and, and really start building um, help doing my part in building the industry. Plenty of problems to solve. Is that that's that's what it seems like with EV charging? I mean, big opportunity, but lots of lots of challenges in front of us, right? Oh yeah, I mean, one big challenge is the grid, right? And so the big question is, I mean, we can put charging stations in the ground, but what happens with the grid that needs to support that? So then you start thinking about distributed energy resources, solar and battery energy storage, and bringing that in. But it's how do we coordinate all of that? These are some of the problems I think about a lot. And how do we do this in, in a way that's going to actually benefit the client at the end of the day, right? And not cost them exorbitant amount of money, but also allow them to manage their assets in a way that they can they can make money, right? And it's not costing them a lot of money. Yeah. And without uh, without giving away like any uh, proprietary information here, that, that's the same problem that I think of, right? With EV charging, a huge market, but also it's a big demand on, on the grid to your to your point. Mm-hmm. So is there anything that you're looking at specifically like, hey, this could be solution A, solution B, solution C. Here's some options that we're looking at to help offset, you know, that that particular challenge. Yeah, depending on the vertical you're thinking about. I mean, one, if you're looking about scaling, right? Yeah. And, and you're looking about the grid itself and and the infrastructure involved. Um, I was able to to work with um I'm working with uh, Siemens and a company called Nexi Systems out of uh, Nexi Building Products out of Vancouver, British Columbia. And we actually developed the new charging solution. It's a almost 100% above ground charging solution. So you're bringing 95% of the infrastructure above ground. So we're not doing any digging. So you, your carbon footprint is much, much less. So it's a very, um, it's, it's allowing you to bring all of that above and not disrupt your your parking lot at the same time. You can still operate your parking lot as we're putting these in because they go in with Hubble screw piles. So it's really bringing the, the through a Siemens busway system, bringing everything above um, ground and then feeding the the um, the wires down into the charging stations from above. Wow. Okay, I'll have to see a picture of that. I'll have to Google this afterwards. I'll have to try to try to envision what that looks like. So. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. No, I, I know that's uh that's you know, when the when problems are presented, challenges are presented, that's where the, the you know most complex solutions and creative solutions come to market, right? So that's uh that's really cool. So okay, so you so you got that project that you're looking at. Um we talked a little bit about Evcon. I mean, any other like initiatives or any other projects that you're looking at today, just you know, within your consulting business? Well, yeah, I guess um, there's a couple of things. I mean, there's I've been working with a company by the name of Zplug. They're a French charge point operator that is focused on multi-dwelling buildings. 
five units or more and bringing charging solutions to them. So they're the charge point operator and the owner operator. So they pay for all of the infrastructure and all the operating costs. Um, so I helped um, Frederick Renendo, who is the founder of Z-Plug, um, set up his operations in North America um, over the last couple of years to help them through their funding round um, just most recently. And we just hired a new CEO and I'm helping them with their strategy today. And I think that's very important because 90%, as we know, of charging happens at the home. And one of the biggest issues we're having in this industry, you asked about issues earlier, is how do we get charging in multi-dwelling apartments and condos in these buildings? You know, you have a lot of different players involved. You have the building owners, you have the people who want to buy the cars or own the cars, but how do they get charging at their parking spots? So Z-Plug is offering them a solution where it's really a zero cost solution and Z-Plug makes their revenue off of the charging itself, off of the, the electrons that are passing through into the car. So um, they're really bringing a very low cost or no cost solution to, to the building uh, owner and the, and the, uh, and the tenants. That's super creative. So, so a company like Z plug, you know, a lot of different moving pieces and parts of their, their strategy, but as you know, I'm just thinking like from a sales business development marketing standpoint, is really like the longest lever they can pull. Is it getting in front of some of these these building owners for multifamily, multi-unit dwellings? Is is that where the the transaction or the deal is ultimately happening? It is, yeah. Okay. So it's it's really negotiating with them and then bringing those solutions to the tenants themselves. And and with Evcon, um, you know, Evcon's, you know, when I started Evcon in um, uh, last year, the um, it was really to bring to act as more of a clean energy consultant, right? So. We really come in in a more thoughtful way. So we're not just coming to bring infrastructure or bring EV charging to a site. It's really acting as that client representative and helping them through the whole cycle, right? The whole value chain. So from start to finish, so we help manage the, the consultations because I think it's important for people to understand why you want to put EV charging at your parking lot, right? And, and then what type of EV charging stations do you want to install? How do you want to operate them? Who's your audience? And then it's helping them with the infrastructure, the software, the hardware, and then staying with them afterwards. I think the biggest part of this industry, another challenge is we're not thinking about what happens after we install the assets. Usually the contractors just walk away and then the client is sitting there saying, okay, now what do I do? How much is it going to cost? And so there needs to be a lot of coordination with the utility. There's a lot of utilities that are that are coming up with EV rates, um, which is important because um, if you if you just put in these assets and there and you have DC fast charging, for example, they're very high powered units, 120 kilowatt units. They're going to go over your demand charges, and you're going to have a lot of problems with cost. And then it's maintaining the units as well, right? You need to maintain these assets at your site. So Evcon does all of that for our clients. So we really control the whole value chain and really try to bring those solutions and to our clients. Um, and we and we don't want to make them feel like they're going to be left alone at the end of this. We're going to stay with them for the long term. Oh, makes that makes total sense. Yeah, because even on my end, I don't necessarily think about that either, right? You hear about the evolution of EV charging, everything that's happening, but I think it's a great point about kind of the uh the next step after that, you know, what happens after these these charging stations get installed. That's uh that's great stuff. So Chris, let's um Let's hover out here for a few seconds. Let's look at the future of the industry and fast forward, you know, five, 10, 15 years later on down the road. You know, where do you see the industry heading? That could be from an EV charging standpoint, clean technology and renewables, 
I'll just kind of open it up and you know get your thoughts there. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think electric vehicles are here to stay. I think this is going to be the dominant uh, way of transportation. You know, we talk about hydrogen and clean diesel and clean natural gas and, and obviously electricity. I think I think electric is here to stay. I really do. Um, I think that, you know, there's going to be a lot of consolidation as they're always in in new industries like this. I think between the car OEMs and the battery manufacturers um, and, and really the whole industry in itself, the software companies and hardware companies, you're going to see a lot of consolidation. Um, but it's going to be in a good way, right? And you're still going to have competition. But um, I, I see us finding creative ways to build out our grid. Um, like I mentioned before, with different types of distributed energy resources, whether it be solar or battery energy storage. And I think that's going to be really important as we scale because the the forecasts are huge, right? We're, we're talking millions and millions of, of vehicles that are going to be on our roads in, in the next several years. And we really have to think about how we're going to build out our infrastructure and, and do it in a way that we can we can both support it and afford it. Well, Chris, let's um, let's transition to the last part of the show here. I'm going to ask you the same four questions I ask every guest who comes on and wanted to lead off with what are your daily non-negotiables? Yeah, you know, I mentioned a little bit before as far as how we act on behalf of our clients, right? I mean, we really are a client's representative. So, you know, one of the things with me personally is I'll never sacrifice what's in the best interest of my client. Um, you know, for a paycheck or just to get something done. It's really, you know, I'm here just to to do what's best for the industry and what's best for 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 my clients. And, you know, you never want to take the easy way out, right? You could there's always easy ways to get around things. But, you know, I think in what we do, you need to take a very thoughtful approach and and do things the right way. Right. So those are really non-negotiables for me in the way that I conduct myself and 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 the clients that I represent. All right, let's rewind the clock. I think I saw in your your profile you went to Plymouth State. Was that right? Yeah, that's correct. All right, so Plymouth State University, 22-year-old Chris. You grab him by the shoulders and you just say, okay, here's the advice I want to give to you. What would that sound like? <laughs> well, I, I honestly, when I think back of it, and and I think that maybe people are, are fearful of this, but being open to failing, right? Making mistakes. Right. When you're young, you don't think you ever can make a mistake. You know, everything yeah. you do is correct. Right. But you have to understand that through through failure is you only become stronger. But I think it helps you in terms of, you know, those challenges to become stronger and be more successful. That's great. And what motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Um, you know, really, it's it's thinking about how I can change the industry. What I can do to, to do my part is to, is to get up every day. Um, you know, as far as the industry is concerned, but you know, my kids and my wife, they, they get me out of bed every day. Um, just knowing that, uh, you know, just being proud of, of them and, and what they're doing, what they're accomplishing in their life. All right. Last question here. What do you want your lasting legacy to be? Yeah. You know, I mean, what's most important to me is family. So it's, you know, I want my wife and kids to remember me that I worked hard. You know, I was able to provide a good life for them. Um, is is really the most important thing. And you know what? And that they know that I made an impact in this world. And even if it's in a small way, that they know that that I was able to help, you know, impact things in a positive way. 
All right. Well, I think that's a perfect way to, uh, to wrap things up here. So, Chris, thanks for being a guest on the Building Efficiency Podcast. Thank you, Jim. All right. All right. There you have it. Episode 89 with Chris Angelou. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And if you did enjoy it, please be sure to subscribe to our channel wherever you enjoy listening to your favorite podcast. We hope you're sharing this with your friends and colleagues. And one last thing, if you have any future guests in mind from the industry, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you loyal listeners. So until next time, I'm Jim Schaefer, and we'll catch you on the next episode.